It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 13th, 2021. My name is Phil Cross, and I can be expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can just call me at PhilipRR. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, it's Hall of Fame weekend. We'll talk a little bit about Ben Wallace, the former Orlando Magic Center, who was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Talk about his legacy with the team and why he might be the ultimate legacy of the heart and hustle squad. We'll reframe that debate coming up here in just a moment. Plus, we'll ponder which Magic players or figures are next to enter the Basketball Hall of Fame. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Atlanta Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care that you can only find from a local expert who knows our team best. Want the lowdown on, I don't know, the Detroit Pistons, uh, the, uh, the Miami Heat, any of the players that just made the Basketball Hall of Fame? You can check out those podcasts there by searching, searching every download podcast for Locked On Pistons or Locked On Heat. Want to get the latest on the NFL? You can check out uh, those podcasts as well. All the NFL teams are on the Lockdown Podcast Network. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Lockdown Podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget to check out the Lockdown NBA Podcast as well. Start your week with the latest NBA news and game recaps on Lockdown NBA. Josh Lloyd host of the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, takes you around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts. You know, we we didn't get a chance to really talk about Ben Wallace. Um, you know, we've, we've had some Hall of Fame discussions here on this pod in the past when Tracy McGrady made it, when uh, Grant Hill made it. Uh, and, and those... Two players 
the Magic felt like they had some ownership over. Um, I, you know, I had the debate with Locked On Rockets at the time about whether Tracy McGrady would enter the Hall of Fame uh, primarily as a Rocket or primarily as a member of the Magic. And, and I think there's a good good argument for both. Um, I do think that his best years were in Orlando or his, you know, his most sustained level of strong play was with Orlando. And so I, I do think that... Um, I do think that Orlando is sort of his place, uh, but I mean, I, I could see arguments elsewhere. I could see easily that someone else uh, or that that another uh, that 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 the Rockets could take that claim. Uh, I don't think Grant Hill entered the entered the Hall of Fame as a member of the Magic, but he spent seven years of his long career in Orlando, and so there's definitely some ownership over his time and his legacy. Uh, with the Magic. Uh, when this year's Hall of Fame class, and it's a very good Hall of Fame class that includes Paul Pierce and Chris Bosh, along with Rick Edelman and, and, and uh, Lauren Jackson, a really good class. Um, ben Wallace, A, was sort of a 50-50 shot at making the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I think that he had a really strong case, and obviously I think he deserved to be in, but we kind of glossed over this fact that, that he was in the Hall of Fame, that, that another member of the Magic family was entering the Hall of Fame. And so far, the list of members of the Hall of Fame are, uh, are from the Magic at least, are Dominique Wilkins, Patrick Ewing, Shaquille O'Neal, Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill. Um, those are the only Magic-related players that have made the Hall of Fame, and now Ben Wallace will be added to that list. Ben Wallace is obviously there because of his time with the Detroit Pistons. He won four Defensive Player of the Year awards, four All-Star appearances, one NBA championship in 2004. As, as much as much as all four, all five of those that starting lineup of, you know, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Richard Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, as much as they were all so vital to winning that championship, Ben Wallace really set the culture for that Detroit Pistons team. And 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 I'm not here to take away anything. That Ben Wallace did with the Pistons. He was a thorn in the Magic side for a very, very long time. Uh, but we would be remiss if we didn't claim some part of him and we didn't discuss and think about what his time in Orlando actually meant. For those that don't know, Ben Wallace played for the Orlando Magic during the vaunted Heart and Hustle team in, 19, in 2000, the 1999-2000 season. That team, as everyone may well remember, was just a series of cast-offs. The Magic's goal was to clear as much cap room as possible so they could make a run at Grand Hill, Tracy McGrady, and Tim Duncan. They would only get two of those three, of course, and end up sending Ben Wallace to the Detroit Pistons in a sign-in trade for Grant Hill so they would make sure that they could give Grant Hill the most money he could get. Essentially, the Magic brought in Ben Wallace because he was someone that nobody wanted. And if you watch Ben Wallace's speech on Saturday night uh, as he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, this was very much a big theme of his career. Everyone said he was too small at six foot nine to play center, that he wasn't offensively skilled enough to make an impact in the league, that he didn't have a place in the NBA. He, he was undrafted out of Virginia Union. He is... He, the guy... I believe he's the first undrafted player to make the Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, out of the NBA at least. This is a guy that has gone through his entire life and his entire career, basketball career, defying the odds. That's exactly the kind of player that succeeded 
in the Magic's heart and hustle era. Look, his stats were obviously pretty meager, and, and they weren't what they would become. In 24.2 minutes per game during the 2000 season, including 81 starts, Ben Wallace averaged 4.8 points per game, 8.2 rebounds per game, and 1.6 blocks per game. He had a plus 2.1 defensive box plus minus and accumulated 3.9 defensive win shares. He did trail Bo Outlaw in both of those and both of those those amounts, and his defensive box plus minus trailed a few other players like Matt Harpering. Uh, but Ben Wallace was—you could see the hints that Ben Wallace was going to be a really strong defensive player. Maybe not all, maybe not all defensive team, but a really strong defensive player. And he was as key to anyone in that 2000 season for the Magic surprising everyone to get to 41 and 41 and miss the playoffs by a game. The Magic were eliminated in the penultimate game of the season. As I was thinking back and uh, about Ben Wallace's career, Ben Wallace's time with the Magic. Look, we talk a lot about Daryl Armstrong. He's the heart of the team. Bo Outlaw was the soul of the team. They were the gregarious guys. They had been with the franchise forever. They were the ones that stick to, stuck around after that season, that, that season that everyone understood and recognized. Before it even began, they, the Magic were throwing away. But Wallace, more than anyone else, took advantage of the opportunity. He's the one that needed the chance to play, not, not necessarily in a situation with no pressure, but needed a chance to play and to prove that he belonged. And he proved that he belonged, so much so that the Pistons were able, you know, really worked hard to get him out of Orlando as part of the compensation for Grant Hill. Did they think he would be what he became? Probably not, but certainly they were happy to take him. To me, we think about that heart and hustle team, and we think about it, about what it means to, to, to the fan base. Um, every team is compared to that heart and hustle team in some way, shape, or form. That team was the ultimate in effort, the ultimate in being better than your talent level. We all enter every season, it feels like, believing that this team can be the next heart and hustle. Or even if they were just a fraction of that heart and hustle team, they would be able to achieve something none of us can think of. Why, why do I think that this this play, this current Magic team can maybe make the playoffs? Because the Hart and Hustle team could have made the playoffs. Remember, no one predicted that team to even win 20 games. We're talking about a, a much more talented team right now than the Hart and Hustle team, to be perfectly honest, even though there's a Hall, future Hall of Famer on that team. That's what that Hart and Hustle team meant. And Ben Wallace was a big part of it. You know, I, I, I can't say what influence that Heart and Hustle team had on Ben Wallace. I could probably say that Ben Wallace had as much of an influence on that Heart and Hustle team as any other player. Certainly the leaders in Daryl Armstrong and Bo Outlaw, you know, set that tone too. But Ben Wallace was a strong defender. He was someone the team could trust. He was someone the team started. He was someone that delivered every single night, the consistency. This was a team that was extremely good defensively. And they had Ben Wallace as their anchor. So when we think of that Heart and Hustle team, yes, we think of Daryl, we think of Bo, but we also have to think of Ben. Big Ben. The man who really, who fans really liked. If I, I remember him, but I remember liking him a lot. Maybe not so much that I was, you know, so upset that the Magic got rid of him for a guy like Grant Hill, but I remember liking him a lot. He played hard. 
he did exactly what the team asked him to. He knew and understood his game really well and knew how to play it really, really well. And that obviously goes a long, long way in this league. But Ben Wallace ultimately is the heart and hustle's legacy. For looking for what that heart and hustle team meant and what that heart and hustle team stood for, it's ultimately what Ben Wallace stood for and who Ben Wallace was. We don't take a lot of ownership of Ben Wallace here in Orlando, mostly because, again, he tormented the Magic through the 2004 playoffs for sure, or the 2003 playoff series for sure, but he also tormented Dwight Howard in his early years, teaching the young rookie a ton of lessons in the process. We don't take ownership, though, of the role that Ben Wallace had both for that heart and hustle team and what that heart and hustle team meant for Ben Wallace. I'm not sitting here saying that the Magic should take credit for Ben Wallace becoming a Hall of Famer. Not at all. But if you're looking for why or how Ben Wallace knew he belonged in the league, that he could contribute at a high level to a winning team, that heart and hustle team gave him that chance. That heart and hustle team believed in him at a time when very few people did. His three years with the Washington Bullets and Wizards were mixed, to say the least. The Magic believed in him. They gave him the chance to be himself. They didn't ask him to change. They wanted him to be Ben Wallace. And that confidence can certainly go a long, long way. So when you think back at what that heart and hustle team meant, when you think back about that year, that special, special season that we still talk about even though he missed the playoffs, yes, there's Daryl. Yes, there's Bo. But there's also Ben. Big Ben Wallace, basketball Hall of Famer. With Ben Wallace off the board, we have to again think about who is next for the Orlando Magic to make the Basketball Hall of Fame. We'll talk about some of the candidates coming up here in just a moment. But first, yes, it is September. Yes, the temperature should be going down any moment now. But you look at the weather this weekend, yeah, there's plenty of rain in the forecast, but there's still highs in the 90s here in Central Florida. It doesn't seem like it ever cools off in Central Florida. And if you're someone that walks around that likes to be outside or just has to get from your car to the office, that 90-degree weather is enough time to make you sweat. Trust me, it is, it is still extremely hot down here. And if sweat is a problem for you, you need to try Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed the next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. It's gone. If you or someone you love is dealing with sweat issues, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CBS. Again, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Today's podcast also brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login to get that premium game that isn't available anywhere else. Well, 
I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So, the Hall of Fame weekend is done. We got two this year, actually, because they had to skip 2020, which is a big year with Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant, of course, in that class. The Magic have their latest alumni to make the Hall of Fame in Ben Wallace. And that this, yeah, crossing one name off the list obviously makes me think, who's next? When is the next time that Magic fans will be able to celebrate someone of their history, even if it's a small part of their history, in Springfield? Um, I did put that question to the masses, but I think the answer is fairly obvious who is next. The next time Magic fans celebrate, uh, celebrate one of their own, will most likely be Vince Carter. Um, there is certainly a time, perhaps, when uh, when there was debate about whether Vince Carter should be a Hall of Famer or not. Uh, there's certainly the argument that he didn't ever really win anything. The Magic getting him to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2010 was the furthest Carter ever really got in the playoffs. Um, he spent the latter part of his career really struggling to find his footing. He did carve out a bench role eventually, but... Um, he spent the twilight of his career helping young players out. Um, but really, the debate was never in doubt, I don't think. Um, my, my belief and my philosophy when it comes to the Hall of Fame is, can you tell the story of the history of the sport without the person? If you can tell the story without the person, they should not be in the Hall of Fame. So like Chris Webber having to wait as long as he's waited to get into the Hall of Fame is a crime because you cannot tell the story of basketball without Chris Webber and what he and the Fab Five did at Michigan. You can't tell the story of basketball without Chris Webber with what he did in the NBA, especially with the Sacramento Kings. Chris Webber is a more than deserving Hall of Famer. And Vince Carter is very much the same way. You cannot tell the story of basketball without Vince Carter. He is perhaps the best in-game dunker, the best dunk contest dunker of all time. He's extremely influential in growing the sport in Canada. Um, he is an icon in Canada, even though Raptors fans booed him for a very, very long time. Vince Carter is vital to basketball history. Um, and yes, he had one okay year in Orlando. I think it's better than a lot of people remember. He certainly didn't deliver in the playoffs, um, kind of falling apart there at the end of that series with the Celtics. Uh, but Vince Carter is going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's a matter of when, not if. Um, he'll be eligible, I think, in an, um, in another three years. Um, and so that's when the Magic, that's when we will see him enter the Hall of Fame, and he will be the next person to get into the Hall of Fame. Now, there are some eligible players that I think could get some consideration uh, for the Hall of Fame. Penny Hardaway will come to mind first for Magic fans. I, you know, I think, again, under the theory of can you tell the story of basketball without this player— uh, I think you can make an argument that Penny is really vital to the history of basketball, but uh, unfortunately, I think he just doesn't have the longevity 
Um, you know, Derrick Rose is going to face the same issue where he just didn't have a long enough peak. Uh, Penny just did not play long enough or accumulate enough stats to really make his case strong. He's been eligible, obviously, for a very long time now. We haven't seen him get in. Uh, Sean Kemp, I think, would be another player that you could very ma- you could make the argument that you can't tell the story of basketball without him. He's vital to the story of the 1990s. He was on a lot of really strong Seattle Supersonics teams. Played one year with the Magic, way past his prime. Uh, but uh, Sean Kemp hasn't made it in yet. I don't think the numbers quite support him getting in. I, I, I would say, obviously, he's had his opportunities now uh, and has not gotten in quite yet. The other interesting argument that I saw... Uh, being made on ESPN, and I've actually, I was actually kind of surprised I actually kind of made the argument too. Uh, Horace Grant rates surprisingly high in Basketball References win uh, Hall of Fame probability. Um, it, it's still less than fifty percent because Horace Grant is a one-time All Star. He was an All Star in 1994 with the Bulls, um, but he's apparently in the like top twenty of win shares in NBA history. He's been on a lot of winning teams. Obviously won three titles with the Bulls, helped the Magic get to the 1995 Finals and the 1996 Eastern Conference Finals, won another title with the Lakers in 2000. He's been with a lot of really good teams, um, and he's been a contributor on a lot of really good teams. But at the end of the day, yes, he has one all-star bid to his name, never really a central player for the team. So obviously that leaves the next player who would get in next. And that is someone who has kind of taken over Vince Carter a little bit for the will-he-won't-he, but obviously he will be in the Hall of Fame, and that's Dwight Howard. Yes, Magic fans probably aren't ready to accept Dwight Howard as a Hall of Famer, and yes, Dwight Howard is still very active in the NBA, or at least somewhat active in the NBA now as a coming off the bench. He will get in five years after he retires. It's, it's that plain and simple. His peak was extremely strong. He helped transform the NBA in a lot of ways with the way the Magic played. Um, he will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's a matter of when, not if. And that when is five years after he retires. Um, Howard's stats speak for, them, speak for themselves, especially when he was with Orlando, led the league in rebounding multiple times, was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year award winner, uh, multi-time All-Star, multi-time starter, um, led a team to the finals in 2009, and did win a title as a starting center with the Lakers uh, in the bubble. Dwight Howard will make the Hall of Fame, and... Frankly, I would hope by the time that happens, Magic fans will be ready to celebrate that as he'll be a really, I mean, he's a big piece of Magic history. Um, I would hope that the Magic get him in the Magic Hall of Fame before he gets into the regular Hall of Fame, but I don't know if those bridges have been mended quite yet. Uh, But I do like, I do think Dwight Howard gets in and, and again, after Vince Carter, he will be the next Magic figure to enter the Hall of Fame. I do have two more names. They're not players of guys that I think will get into the Hall of Fame very, very soon. I want to just float their names out there, let you sit and think about them a little bit. We'll get to them coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating question. Question. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. They can only choose the brands their warehouse happens to carry anyway. You have computers. You have a warehouse with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So it's easy to look at the players. Obviously, Vince Carter and Dwight Howard are shooters. At this point... Penny Hardaway, Sean Kemp, probably not getting in. Horace Grant is, is kind of a statistical anomaly. I don't think he was ever really under consideration for the Hall of Fame. But, so next time that we gather here, we will probably be celebrating Vince Carter's induction into the Hall of Fame. Of course, that's meaningful here in Central Florida, not just because Vince Carter played here for a season and a half in 2010 and 2011, um, but also because Vince Carter is from Daytona Beach. Um, but that, there are a lot of names. There are, there are two more names that I don't think are quite on everyone's radar for making the Hall of Fame. And one actually has to do with what we talked about at the beginning of the episode. For coaches to be eligible for the Hall of Fame, they have to coach for 25 seasons. And so in 2024 or 2025, Doc Rivers will become eligible to make the Hall of Fame. And I very much think Doc Rivers will be a Hall of Fame coach. Um, I think we will see Doc Rivers enter the Hall of Fame before the end of the decade. I don't think it'll necessarily be in 2025, but by 2030, if not a little bit later, especially if he continues to do a good job with the Philadelphia 76ers, Doc Rivers will be in the Hall of Fame. And of course, Doc Rivers got his start as a head coach with that heart and hustle team in 2000. Um, And that was a team that he still speaks fondly of, and and teams like that, as well as the Clippers from a few years ago, um, that what were the eighth seed, those are the teams that, that Doc Rivers loves. Now, obviously, Doc's biggest coaching legacy is the 2008 uh, NBA champion Boston Celtics, as well as the finals appearance that he had in 2010 when he defeated the Orlando Magic in the Eastern Conference Finals. But Doc Rivers has been largely successful everywhere he has gone as a coach. In Orlando, obviously, he had a young team in his first coaching job, and he did a really good job with that 2000 team. Maybe struggled a bit with the roster he was given with the T-Mac era magic, but he went to Boston, won a championship there, went to the Clippers, got the had the best Clippers teams in their, in their history until this season, uh, and now is in Philadelphia where he, again, it, it took, led them to the top seed in the Eastern Conference last year. Uh, and... Had them really, you know, again, has them still knocking on the door to to compete for a championship, although there's certainly still some issues there. Doc Rivers 
Definitely not the perfect coach, not the greatest coach of all time. There's probably a, a little bit of lionizing of him, but he's a master motivator. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. He's been coaching in the NBA for twenty for more than twenty years now, for the most part, straight through. There's been a few few uh, few times he's been off, but Doc Rivers will make the Hall of Fame. Uh, he will be a Hall of Fame coach. So yes, we will be celebrating a Doc Rivers induction into the Hall of Fame very 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 soon. Again, probably by the end of the decade, it would be my suspicion uh, that he would get that nod. Maybe a little bit later. It depends where he's at in his career and and, and what makes sense. Um, coaches are, again, eligible after 25 seasons. The other name that I think deserves some consideration for the Hall of Fame that I'm actually kind of surprised he's not in yet, um, and that's Pat Williams. Now, you don't see a lot of general managers or executives make the Hall of Fame. Usually they have to make uh, huge, huge uh, co- contributions to basketball in general. Um, and so Pat Williams, probably not the best odds that he will make the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, he's in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, uh, and there's really good reason. There is no Orlando Magic without Pat Williams. Uh, Pat Williams left his job as the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers to really spearhead the effort to expand the NBA to Orlando. Really was the face of Orlando. Um, I think he's contributed to the NBA in a lot of other areas. Um, he was a marketing genius. It's not just uh, his ability to sell tickets here in Orlando, but he was a marketing genius. Um, he he convinced the world that Orlando was the place to be. Um, and, and I think that's really, really special. Um, I think that that is that's, that's something that's very, very unique. And obviously, he won a title with the Sixers as an executive. It's not like his impact on the game wasn't very, very clear, but... Pat Williams has been an executive in the, in the league for a very, very long time, and obviously he's retired now, but um, he's someone that dreamed big, that put the sport somewhere where they didn't think they could succeed and didn't think they could thrive, uh, and, and and really is just a unique person in basketball history. So maybe he doesn't have the enough of an impact on a global scale, but Pat Williams should get some consideration um, as, as, as a contributor uh, to the Hall of Fame. And I don't think it would be crazy if he did get in one day. Again, something that probably should have happened. If it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Um, he's now retired. Um, so I think it would. I think he'd be open if they wanted to do it. But um, it doesn't sound like that's something that will happen very soon. But I'm going to put that thought out into the universe and see if uh, someone at Hoop Hall, at Hoop Hall uh, hears it, hears it and, and, and wants to think about it. Um, you know, maybe I'd made a good argument. Maybe I did. Maybe it's something that, that they should look into. Um, but that's certainly still on the table. We'll get back to some more modern basketball coming up here in a bit. I think I still have some player comparison series to go through. We'll talk a little about Jumo Kiki. I'll look ahead to some play, get start doing some player outlooks as we're getting closer and closer to the beginning of training camp. Just two weeks away now. On September 28th is the beginning of training camp. But we'll get to all that coming up here in the coming days and coming weeks. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search for TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr_md. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA or any sport doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. 
Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.